0: Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com the media lunch break. How's it going? Oh, you know, great.
1: Perfect in every way. I can't complain about a single goddamn thing. I'm good. Uh, it's been a week. Chris. It has been a week. Oh, has it ever? Have I done anything this week? It feels like no. You know how there are weeks and you're like. A week has gone by and you're like, what did I do this week? And you know, you did something. You didn't just sit on your ass the whole week, but it feels like you just sat on your ass the whole week because you have no news to report. And it's those weeks where I'm like, what is my life? Why am I even on this earth? Like, what what purpose am I serving? No change has happened between in the last seven days. So why? What's the point of all of this? What is this? I'm so
0: jealous of you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> What's happened in your week? Fucking everything. Okay. I don't know. Nothing. Ah, see? Yeah. See, that's I'm what nothing, I'm talking about. You're like, I know I've done stuff. <laughs> I know it's there. I know that things have happened. Let's see. I saw a movie. We Yes. I. Oh, I also saw a movie. Do you want to talk about that today? Uh, would you rather just shoot the shit for an hour? Yeah, actually, I probably would. Great. But we're going to do it anyway. I think we have to. I think we have to as well. Welcome to the media lunch break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news or movie news and or I guess we should give them the option and or movie. Well, it falls under geek, doesn't it? That's true. Also, this is America and they have options here. Yeah. You can watch a movie or buy a gun, but you can't do anything else. No. All the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and buy a gun and buy a gun actually <laughs> yeah you can actually probably do that in this country Much you can probably quicker. buy a gun quicker than you it would take to eat a sandwich although if you've seen us eat a sandwich it's kind of a race to the finish line between the two Hang of on us. a sec all right i just bought my gun okay good all right great um <laughs> my name is chris trebo alongside me as always is my co-host andrew dunn Say hello, Andrew. This is an absolutely true story. This happened today. OK, I was
0: driving down the street and I, I hit a red light. And while I was sitting there, I, I looked to my right out the window and I saw two things next to each other mm-hmm. that prompted me to. Well, I mean, I technically wasn't driving. I was stopped was at a light, but I took out my phone and I took a picture. And it's so funny this came up because I I swear to God, it is a picture of two stores next to each other. One is an ice cream shop called like the Holy Cow with mm-hmm. like a bunch of like cartoon cows all over it aimed at children. And the one next to it is a gun store.
1: Oh, it's, oh my gosh, it's perfect. It's perfect.
0: Are you kidding me? I'll put it on the Patreon. I'll put that picture on the Patreon. Yeah. So head over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash the media lunch break. You don't have to be a patron to see it. I'll just post it for everybody publicly.
1: Yeah. But you know, while you're there, take a look around and see if there's anything you want. Why would you need anything else but those two things next to each other? There's. There's no other reason. There's nothing more American. Than a gun shop next to an ice cream store?
0: Yeah, than guns and an ice cream cone. Don't get them mixed up! Nope. One goes in your mouth, and the other is ice cream. You should stay away from it, because it's bad for you.
1: There it is, everyone! There it is. He got to it before I did. See, there was a moment of hesitation where I was like, is he gonna yell at me if I say a joke like that? Are we gonna get flagged by YouTube? But no, you... You, sir. You took the opportunity. There's nothing more American than that. Yeah. The only thing more American than a gun shop next to an ice cream store is if both of them had apple pies cooling on windowsills at the same time. <laughs> I was like going to say, one
0: of them offers sprinkles, but not the one you'd expect.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. it's a lot of
0: strawberry jam out front of the, on the sidewalk. Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh, no. Don't worry, Timmy. That's from the ice cream store,
1: probably. Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, last somebody got the wrong amount of scoops. <laughs> that's a good point, actually.
0: Somebody cuts yeah. in line at the ice cream shop and you're like, I'll be right back. Give me
1: Two to five minutes. I'll be yeah, right conservatively. back. Yeah, conservatively.
0: Am
1: I getting a refund for this? No? Nope. Okay. Well, All right, I'll be right back. I'll be getting something back for sure. <laughs> if it's not money, it's going to be dignity, damn it.
0: Yeah. And then after it's done, you go back to the gun shop and you're like, can I get a refund for this?
1: Actually, I need... Yeah, can I get... <laughs> no, I can't. All, All right, I'm right going to go to the ice cream shop. I'll, be, I'll be right just, back. <laughs> he's going to start hurling scoops of cookie dough just <laughs> at the gun shop owner doesn't have the same effect, but it really does. I don't know. Yeah. If you've ever gotten ice cream on a gun, it really does fuck it up. So, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chris, what are we talking about today? I don't know. I've never even touched a gun, so I don't even know if that's true. I'm I pretty have. sure. It, have, well, I know that you have. Look at you. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I
0: was raised in the South. <laughs> yeah, that's really what
1: I was getting at. I was like, you were ra- you were born in the South, and then at some point you spent time in the Midwest. Like, I it was-
0: wasn't born in the South, and I did time in the Midwest. It's a different, <laughs> it's a different thing. <laughs>
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Andrew? Yeah. It's time to talk about Ant-Man. Oh, my gosh. Enough of this other stuff. Let's talk about Ant-Man. Chris?
0: Yes. Ant-Man Quantumania is the story of a man who can do anything an ant can. He pinches cheeks, eats a lot of Werther's Originals, and complains about how far away your family lives. Scott Lang is living in the wake of celebrity and trying to raise his daughter the right way. But it's no picnic. And I've written here, parentheses. Pun. Close parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> Ap-
1: Open parentheses. After- <laughs> On purpose. Question mark. Parentheses.
0: After he gets sucked into the quantum realm, Ant-Man comes up against his most formidable enemy so far: sticky traps. Let's talk about Quantum Mania.
1: Let's do that.
0: Before we do spoilers, do you want to just give a a very quick rundown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. Like what what you thought and recommended,
1: or yeah, we'll we'll talk a little non spoilery stuff first, and then we'll get into spoilers. So what did you what did you think of this movie? Sort of similar in what my tone of voice was just then. (laughs) Yeah, actually. (laughs) But
0: I I sort of have a similar review to this that I had about Knock at the Cabin a few weeks ago. Okay, but some different stuff. But it is sort of on the same level where in that review, I talked a little bit about how I always try to come in a review by grading each individual piece. Right. The acting, the direction, the writing, the cinematography the set dressing, literally everything I can find. Right. And in this, some things are like eight or nine Mm -hmm. and some things are like three or four. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the acting is very, very bad, but I am hesitant to blame it on the actors. Yes. Because they are actors who historically have done very well. And generally speaking, when there is one or two weak links, You can usually be pretty sure that that's probably the actor, Mm -hmm. but it's almost across the board in this movie. Yeah. So I suspect it is an attempt to uh, create a a stylized tone in the film that is similar to sort of like an 80s sci-fi film. Yeah. But I don't know that it works. I don't think they made it all the way there. And I don't know that this is the right movie to do that with also. I think some of the writing as well is also a little wonky. It may even be like an editing issue. There's some weird stuff that we'll get into in specific like moments where I go. No, this doesn't make any sense. Right. Right. Writing wise, just structurally. And it could be that they were playing with stuff and the editor didn't know what to do with it or it's written that way. I'm not super sure. But some But the CGI is very good. Uh, There really is like a broad scope uh, to this world that they're in, which I appreciate everyone's charming as hell. And I have to say easily by far the best part of this film, at least for me, I suspect for you as well. Um, Jonathan majors. Oh yeah, incredible. yeah. We'll get
1: in more into him in a little bit. Um, uh, but yeah, that that's by, he's like the standout performance. Yeah. I kind of similar to, to you as well, where I'm feeling kind of similar to knock at the cabin where I'm like, I like, I think I fall. On the dividing line, I fall on the side of I liked this, but it's very like just okay. Like it's very in the middle.
0: It's good, but I don't feel anything.
1: No, that was the thing. This one was very much just a movie yeah like it's just i sat there and i and i looked at everything yeah <laughs> i didn't avert my eyes one time andrew <laughs> i'm very proud I of looked, you at, thank you i looked at everything and, and at I the was end like, you kind
0: of go yeah that was cool okay cool yeah
1: yeah i walked out of that and i just say, like, huh okay and normally even for a marvel movie the ones that are like in the middle like i would even argue Like the previous two Ant-Mans are in the middle because they don't like they don't
0: blow you away. They don't
1: blow me away like an end game or something like that. I I don't get all the big feels or something like that. But they're charming as hell. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like the first Ant-Man especially. I haven't seen... I've seen the second one, but I, 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 it's been a while since yeah, I've seen I barely seen it. remember it. But the first one especially, it's just charming as hell. Bill, yeah. Uh, uh, Bill? Paul Rudd. Bill Rudd. Is, uh, Bill Rudd. His brother. His, br- his brother who does all the voices for the toys. That's right. Paul Rudd is... is like, used at his absolute finest in that. Like, well, I think the, you that's you know.
0: there's I have that sort of as a note to bring up later, but I'll touch on it here too. I think one of the biggest problems this movie has, honestly, is putting a character like Scott Lang mm-hmm. and the Ant Man family in a position of like protecting the entire universe themselves, right? Which the past two movies have not been. Scott right. Lang is a great friendly neighborhood Ant-Man character. Like one of the things we loved about Homecoming as well is that it's just Peter Parker trying to stop a guy from stealing guns. It's basically what the story is.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not
0: huge. And in the same way, the first Ant-Man movie is just a story about like, stealing a suit back or something. I barely remember it, but like, it's yeah, not, no,
1: it's basically that it's yeah. like tech. Yes. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and it's one job. It's just the thing he has to do. He has to break into a building and take a thing. Like that's it. This is saving the entire universe as a regular human who can get big or small. Right. And I don't think that Scott Lang is utilized best in those scenarios.
1: I see. Here's the thing. I actually, I disagree in the way that in a different movie, You could utilize him to great effect because essentially the idea of this movie or what they I think we're trying to go for with this movie is that he's kind of now resting on his laurels right after having saved the universe, which, by the way, yes, you can do that now. Yeah, Uh, everyone's like on his dick about this. And I'm like. Yes, you saved the universe. You no longer are, uh, should be required. I literally to- wrote
0: here. Why is Scott's family giving him a hard time for writing a book? He's right. He literally saved the entire world. But the universe
1: also just uh, FYI, writing a book also kind of hard. Yeah, like not <laughs> that's the true. easiest thing in the world. Yeah. Also, yeah.
0: Right? probably didn't make a single fucking dollar off of saving the universe.
1: True facts. True facts. Let yeah. him make some money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, t- Tony Stark was already rich. guy. Going into this, yes. Bruce Banner is a genius. He can just create some tech and then sell a couple of patents and be rich as well. Yeah. Captain America is government funded. Thor is like a prince. Thor's a god. <laughs> well,
0: like, he's like he lives in a castle.
1: Yeah, Thor is the equivalent of like you His know royalty, pr- uh, Prince William. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Uh, of the Avengers, so he's fine too. Scott Lang is the only one who is yeah. like just a dude who just rolled into this. Yeah,
0: Clint Barton and Natasha Romanoff have cushy government jobs. <laughs> right, they're
1: all the rest of them are go, are government employees and <laughs> Scott Lang is the only one who was just like Oh, oh, you want me to get in his in the, in the VW bug and, and go to war? Okay, let's go. And then he just does that and yeah. like, goes back to nothing. So, yeah, he saved the entire universe. So he's allowed to use this as bragging rights to get all the free coffee and basket robins as he can get. And uh, also, uh, he's just not he doesn't have to pay taxes ever again. I'm going to they don't say that in the movie. I've decided like basically that that scene in the movie Armageddon, where Bruce Willis reads off all the all the uh, the astronauts' demands before they go to space. It's a few things here. Uh, Oscar here has got some outstanding parking tickets and wants them wiped off his record. fifty six tickets in
0: seven states. I'll, and- I'll tell him, Oscar.
1: I got it. Noonan's got two women friends that he'd like to see made American citizens, no questions asked. Max would like you to. Bring back eight-track tapes. Chick wants a full week's emperor's package at Caesar's Palace. Uh, None of them want to pay taxes again. Ever. It's that. That's what you get when you're an Avenger and you save the universe. You get that list. They should just... I think uh, Scott Lang should have just... Like after he saved the universe and they're like, thank you, Scott Lang. He's like, I just want to show you a little clip on YouTube right here. This is what I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be expecting. And he just shows that scene right That's there. Good idea. But yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, you can rest on your laurels. But anyway, so my point, the point I was trying to make a thousand years ago was... The idea is that he is someone who has now done this one thing and he's kind of like riding on that and just coasting on that and that he could potentially be doing more. Right. And so I think it is an interesting idea for a story where you put this guy who shouldn't really be utilized and doesn't seem like he could be utilized well to save the entire universe by himself and put him in the situation where he gives the chance to rise above and prove to others and most of all himself that he is capable of this on his own. That being said, this story, it just kind of middles around for a while. Yeah. And so it never gets that ramp up to feel that way. They do a lot of stuff where it, it all they kind of swing at stuff at, at doing things. Again, the the world is beautiful that they create. The environment is beautiful. But other than that, I think one of the, the big issues that you were having with the acting is that. Again, they took all the charm out of this. And I think the problem is most of this is on green screen. And most of this, even when you're an actor talking to another actor, you're referencing something on a green screen or you're talking to something that is on a green screen. Do you know what I mean? Like,
0: yes, yes. But I, I wondered about that as well, because I've heard that from people. I don't think that's what it is. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But I am suspicious about that in particular being what the problem is, because these motherfuckers have been doing this for 15 years.
1: No, they have. I I, but I think what's going on here is um, like you said you're thinking it might be like a a style choice for the acting. I don't think it's a style choice, but I think what's going on is and I know I've said this type of argument many, many times on the show. But I think this time this is what's going on is, again, you're taking an actor, um, a few of them, but especially someone like Paul Rudd in the lead, and you're not utilizing him to his strengths as a performer. Sure. Again, the first two movies are charming as hell because you let Paul Rudd be Paul Rudd. It Rudd.
0: Out. He you let it. him
1: run it out. Yeah. You run out the whole movie, yeah. right? This, because... There's so many different aspects as far as like, okay, the green screen background is this thing and that thing's a big pile of goo over there. There's a broccoli man. There's a broccoli guy that you're referencing. You're talking to a real person, but they're going to be surrounded by three other people that one has like a weird fire cannon for a head or something. And so he has nothing to like bounce off of. Like he can't do his, he can't run it out in this movie. He has to kind of toe the line and just do the script because they don't either. He doesn't know what's there. And not because he's irresponsible, but because they probably don't know exactly what's there yeah, yet either. I got that feeling as well. You know what I mean? And so it stifles- I got the, the
0: feeling the director was kinda like, uh, there's just act like there's something really beautiful over there.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now uh Paul, uh, and Kate, there's gonna be you're gonna look up and there's gonna be a big thing that's gonna come chasing after you. And they're like, What's a big thing? And they're like I will figure it out gonna later. We're
0: going to pass it to the VFX guys. They'll figure it out. Yeah,
1: they're going to come up with something. I don't yeah. know, an amoeba or something, but it's going to come after you. So look really scary. Sk- yeah. And it's a lot of that. It's a lot of like, we'll figure this out later. And so there's nothing, you know, there were so many times where, especially when they first land in the quantum realm and, you know, they're being chased by weird things and the giant something. So many times I was like, oh, Pa Rod's going to have a good quip about this. Yeah. Nothing happened because he doesn't know what it is. He can't quip about it. That's another reason that I was I thought maybe
0: it was an editing thing or something right. like that, because there are quips in this. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they're not great, even right. from people who are very good at it, usually. And, and so there's a lot of pacing stuff, especially in the first act. I yeah. was noticing there's like a scene At the beginning where they are like bickering in a car. Right. It's him and Evangeline Lilly and the daughter. Right. And there's a part in that scene where he keeps trying to talk and say a point, but they keep cutting him off. Right. But the way that they cut him off and it's just I don't even know if most people would pick up on it, but they probably would recognize there's something wrong without picking up on what the issue is. He's stopping what he's saying a fraction of a second before they cut him off. So there's no overlap. Oh, yeah. So he's like, all I'm trying to say is. And there's a slight pause where he has stopped talking and then somebody cuts him off
1: because that's the end of the line.
0: Uh, And it's like that's an editing issue, I think, where you just have to just pick it up just a little bit quicker. So they're actually overlapping each other.
1: Yeah. But see, here's the thing. Even despite that, of all the scenes of the movie, that's the most. Ant-Man, like, one of the most Ant-Man scenes in the movie. I agree. Because they're I, but all even there. One,
0: I'm just saying, like, as good as it gets, the pacing is a little no, off. No, I know.
1: I know what you're saying. Yeah, but I'm like, uh, be, they're all there. They're yes. in a car. Yes. They're together. And it's an intimate setting. And it's an int- intimate setting, and it's real. Yes. And so, like, he turns on the radio, and it's his audiobook right. play, and like, he has a great bit of, like, oh, do you, they're like, turn it off, and he's like, turn it up? You want me to turn yes. it? Oh, yeah. It's that's very, yes, and it's, it's, very and fun. it's great. And you're like, ah, here we go. This yeah. is it. This as what well, and
0: that felt like it could have been improvised as well, right? Like, right. that and is that's what I mean. Rudd There's stuff to do. It up.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then, the, but the, all the other stuff, once they get into the quantum realm, it does feel like, you know, and this is not just all Paul Rudd, like being able to improvise. On a set, well, what would happen is Peyton, I think. But it was Peyton Reed, the directed of this one as well, right? You're right. I think so.
0: Chris, do you want to officially say we're in spoilers now? Because we haven't really said anything spoilery. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know what? Let's say let's say we're All in spoilers. Right.
0: We're in spoilers. Officially. Shut um, it off.
1: Wow, that was such a stark transition. Fuck off. Go somewhere else. Yeah. But normally on a set, what would happen is they'd have a quip in the script. And then they do that one quip. And then they go cut. And then. Paul Rudd and Peyton Reed are going to get together and they're going to be like, we can, you know what, what if we did this?" And they're like, okay, so you're doing that. So maybe we say this and you kind of hash it out. We right. come up with like can three or four. we mix
0: this one and the one we did last time together a little bit? I liked both and of them. One, oh, you know what? Uh,
1: Paul. Yeah, yeah. Like if you ever watch outtakes of like any Judd Apatow movie, it's like they say some lines and then it's like a pause and then you just hear Judd Apatow just be like. Say this, and then he <laughs> says it, and he's like, "Great," because they can just cut those in wherever they want. Yeah, and that's what'll happen. But this, they can't do that. It feels like they went with maybe one or like first or maybe second draft of whatever the quip is. And then they go, great. That's going to have to do. Yeah. Cause we don't know what that is anyway. So that we have to keep that's it very wrap. general. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like, is it Clint Eastwood? I think who only does one take.
1: He does like three takes. Yeah. 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 And then he's like, enough of that shit.
0: It feels a little bit like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean that, I, like I said, the, the acting overall with the exception of Jonathan majors, like, they're all they're all doing their best. No one's phoning this in. That's not the feeling I get yes, from this.
0: I, I'll agree to that. I don't know about best, but none of them are doing their. None doing, of them are there for a paycheck.
1: But that's what I'm saying. They're doing their best to, with what they've got. Is what yeah. I'm saying.
0: They're all putting in a lot of effort. In fact, I would almost say I think I have the note here that that might work to the disadvantage of the film as well, because it feels like everyone is acting a lot.
1: Yeah. They're trying to do, which I think
0: that's one of the reasons why I was like, maybe this is a stylization choice Right, because everyone is really, nobody's just like, it doesn't feel like, You know, we uh, I don't want to get too heady on this, but we're both actors. Stella Adler is all about sort of the goal, the objective. What are you trying to do? Uh, What are the methods you're going to take to try and obtain that goal? And there isn't a lot of that in this. It feels a lot like we're in this. Oh, my gosh. What are we doing? We have to do this as opposed to like people actively trying to figure out how to get home. Well,
1: I think. For me, that the this was one of my major issues with the movie. I, I couldn't even take notes on this, and normally when I don't take notes, it's because I'm irresponsible and lazy. But this one was so the movie was just sort of like so wishy washy in the middle. Yeah, that it was like I don't even know what to say about this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But one of my major issues with this, I could feel it in the movie, is they had a bit of a. What's it, Star Trek? Into, uh, into darkness. That's what it, I was like. Star Trek. Turn off the dark. That's not yeah. right. <laughs> Star Trek. Into darkness. Problem yeah. with this because here's the thing. We knew that Kang was the villain of this movie. Oh, you know, your audiences are much smarter nowadays. They're much more interactive and engaged with the movie before they come into it. You know, this as a fact, especially Marvel Studios, like, you know, this. We've all seen the trailers. Even like, I know you tried to like stop watching the trailers at a certain point, but even you, having watched one trailer, you know who the villain is. Yep. Most of the movie, they keep going on and on about like they get in the quantum realm and they're like he's hunting us and who is he and this and that and I'm like it's Kang we all know it's Kang let's just like there's 40 minutes of like Michelle Pfeiffer and Evangeline Lilly and Michael Douglas like putzing around from direction to direction and she doesn't want to say his name and she won't explain what's going on. And I'm like, we know what's going on. We are ahead of you now because I, I saw three trailers coming into this.
0: And frankly, I have this down here as well. I think one of the bigger problems with this and with Marvel movies in general, I don't understand how the Russos can make four fucking movies and hide shit. Like just taking one of these movies Before it's released to theaters, nobody knows about Fat Thor, Mm -hmm. Smart Hulk, Mm -hmm. even Captain Marvel's fucking new hairstyle. Why can't the other movies hide anything? And I actually wrote this down talking about Modoc, Right. Because can you imagine going into this and not knowing Knowing that Modoc was in it? it? And he shows up. (laughs) Yeah. But imagine going into it and not knowing that Kang is in it.
1: Well, here's the thing. I understand them... Showing that Kang was the villain in this because they already had, again, they'd already been talking, like they set it up in Loki that he's going to. So, all right, fine. And this is uh, this kind of the same conversation we had with No Way Home, where it's like, okay I knew the other Spider-Mans were in here. But don't tell me Matt Murdock's in there. So I go in excited for one thing. Right. I go in looking forward to Kang and I'm like, ah, oh, Kang is going to. God, this is going to look awesome. And then I go in excited for Kang and then M.O.D.O.K. shows up and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? And then it re- it's revealed it's the guy from the first movie. And you're like, oh, So I to-
0: think I agree with you. Right. I think that's the best way to do it. Um, that like if you're probably the best way to do it is know that Kang is the main villain. Don't right. mention M.O.D.O.K. Right. Keep that a secret and change the the right. second act I think but if you're going to do a whole thing where for 40 minutes everyone's like oh this guy's real bad this yes. guy's real bad this guy oh I saw I this guy you. you guys don't want to meet him keep Kang a secret agree and then introduce and then every all the nerds in the audience will lose their fucking minds
1: but but like I said they knew going into this because they have started yes. setting up with Loki so when you're looking at the script why aren't you going like we don't need we don't need the Bill Murray scene. Oh, my we God. Don't need any of that. Like,
0: that whole thing
1: is so strange. It is. It is. They they go from one place to an, they literally go around away to get to Kang. And I'm like, you don't need any of that. Cause I know where you're going. I'm ahead of you. And
0: that's sort of what I'm talking about, right? The, the goal and obtaining the objective, right? right? Like there's right, none right. of that
1: in this. Yes. If I didn't know it was Kang, that, that path makes sense because yeah. I'm with you. I'm on this trip with you. I don't know where you're going either, but at this point I'm ahead of you as an audience member, which you don't really ever want. Yeah. Uh, except in a few like s- suspense movies or horror movies, yeah, you yeah, want yeah. that. But for the most part, In a movie, you don't want your audience ahead of you. And I was way ahead of you. I was like 30 minutes ahead of you. And she's having, they're traveling, and she's having the conversation about who Kang is and everything. Like, And that was fine, because that's a part of the plot Like, I need to know. You could have cut to that. You could have gone, like, get a ship, going to Kang, have that conversation, cut all the other stuff out.
0: Well, honestly, it feels like the first draft of this script was like, Forty or fifty pages.
1: Well, and I understand that the first draft would have been would have been written a while ago. And no, then, no, I'm
0: just saying that like it's there's a lot of empty space, and it feels like there's a lot of filler. As there is well. a lot
1: of filler, and that's what I'm yeah. saying. Is like at a certain point in pre-production, they should have gone like, okay, we have all these scenes where they're leading up to Kang, but let's be honest. Mar- Feige has already said they're gonna they're gonna announce that Kang is the big bad. So the audience is gonna have seen three trailers of this. Yeah. So we don't need all this other stuff. Like they know where we're but going. But that's
0: sort of what I'm saying. It feels like sort of the opposite to me, which is that I mean we're saying the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But it feels to me like they. They wrote a script and they were like, shit, this is going to be a 45 minute long movie. And then they were like, I don't know, have them talk about Kang a bunch for like 30 minutes. And I don't know, show like a bunch of weird shit all over the place on green screen for like 20 minutes. And that'll make it long enough, you know?
1: Uh, Yeah, I agree with you. There's a lot of like chuff in this, there's a lot of like filler stuff in this. Let's talk about the Bill Murray scene. You brought it up. Okay, let's talk about the Bill Murray scene. What the
0: fuck is going on with that? Bill Murray, this movie doesn't know what it wants. To be. And that's right. something that's super frustrating as well. Because, like, let me find, I have the note here for that. So it is simultaneously. A widely scoping epic about overthrowing a tyrannical warlord and preventing an all-powerful dictator from eviscerating all of humanity across infinite timelines. And a Bill Murray comedy where Modoc barfs on himself. The tones do not move seamlessly. Like, you can do both. They don't. But there's... It doesn't... It feels like different films. Yes. And, like, here's... I wrote down here, and I think you'll appreciate this. Think Ghostbusters. Yes. Why isn't this like Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is a very serious drama that is also hysterically funny and sci-fi like this should feel like Ghostbusters and it just doesn't.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah. It feels like there were definitely some, again, like insertions of like, okay, this is an Ant-Man movie. So we're going to remind them this is an Ant-Man movie, but with this Bill Murray scene right here. Yeah. And then like the things with the with Modok at the end when he's dying, which, by the way, like I will say the one thing that I guess this movie had going for it at times was like when those things work, they work really well. And you're right. Like I would say when they work, they work. <laughs> they work, okay. I think like, they're good. Like the MODOK, it, it, it as jarring as the Modoc death scene, we're really in spoilers now, but as jarring as that Modoc death scene was, because it was so out of tone from everything else, yeah. it, I thought it was really funny. I think it's funny. Yes, that's what I'm
0: saying. I also am a little concerned that Modoc it feels a little wasted to me. Oh, 100%. And also, I... I was going to say suspect, but I know for a fact that this version of MODOK was inspired by the Hulu show. Certainly. Oh, yeah. MODOK is usually a pretty serious, aggressive and yes. disturbing villain. Yeah. And this he was just like a he was the butt of a joke. And we've been waiting for like 10 years for MODOK.
1: I suspect there will be another MODOK. In Maybe AMC it's at very some point. specific, though. Isn't MODOK... Was what's the guy? Tim Blake Nelson plays somebody in the Incredible Hulk, isn't that? Oh, a, the Thinker. It's, it's not the Thinker. It's not that. Okay, I couldn't remember.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. it's no, it's it's it is a sign. It's not Dar- Darren. Darren. Darren no. Cross. It's not. I him. know it's not him. Usually, that's why I it's, was like um, trying to remember. George. He's a scientist. I forget who like aim experimented on. George something. Have we seen him in the MCU yet? We have not. Uh, he is there's so there's the uh, you know the Avengers video game. Yeah, like multi online, whatever, whatever. They do. It's the best version of Modok I've ever seen. Is in that video game. Okay, and the fact that it came out around the same time as this movie only makes me like that much sadder about how they did it in Quantum Mania. Because again, I agree with you. I think it mostly works. It is funny. It helps break some of the tension a little bit. Not that you need to. There isn't really a whole lot of tension to break. But it's still refreshing. In the Avengers video game, he's a guy who just sort of is. He's trying to become smarter and smarter to try and like do something. I forget what, but he is, uh, he has this serum that makes his brain bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger right. until he's Modoc. And in becoming as smart as he becomes, he's able to sort of build all of these like cr- this crazy weaponry that he can attach to himself. Right. And that's how he becomes Modoc. And it's really well done.
1: <laughs> that's what I mean, though. I suspect that this is not the last time we see a MODOK.
0: I hear you, but it's going to be a pretty big suspension of disbelief to have another thing that looks exactly like the guy we just got and call him a mechanized organism designed only for killing. True,
1: but I think there's a possibility that he doesn't look exactly like... Th- now that we've gotten... It's like one of those things where like, it, it's like we've given them... We've given the audience the M.O.D.O.C. that they know. Yeah. So now we can. But that
0: also makes me sad because I would like the M.O.D.O.C. that I know that is also good and taken seriously. Well, and that's
1: just tough shit.
0: Andrew. I know it is, but I,
1: it's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and as a nerd, I demand it and I deserve it. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. It's like when. The, like there the are parts of that Bill Murray scene for as completely kind of useless as it is. Are. Kind of fun, and it's really just because of Bill Murray. And I maybe I'm biased, but like he is, he's charming. as fucking no, yeah, he's a charming yeah, guy. What he's talking about, he's a like, good
0: addition to any Ant Man film because he's kind of an older Paul Rudd.
1: Right, and that's what I'm saying. He's rutting it up. I'm really actually upset that. I mean, it doesn't make any sense on how they would get together. But when I heard he was cast, I was like, oh god, I want to see the two of them in a scene together. Like you didn't really get it in Ghostbusters, yeah, and you don't get it in this. And I'm like they would be fantastic next to each other. Paul
0: Rudd is kind of our, not our generation. He's not our generation, but, but he's you're sort right. of, I know a hundred percent. Our generation's Bill Murray. He is, he is. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm our generation's Bill Murray, goddammit it, What, because you're problematic in your old age? Yes, and okay, uh, also
1: I don't like working with women a whole lot And uh, yeah. uh, I, Oh, I know that about you yeah.
0: But, but <laughs> Paul, Paul Rudd is like not, he's an okay actor Also
1: one time I picked up Seth Green And uh, I, I tried <laughs> to put him in a trash can <laughs>
0: These are a lot of deep cuts for people, but look it up. That's a real thing that happens. That's a real thing that happened.
1: There's a real thing that happened. But Paul
0: Rudd, he's a fine actor, but he's definitely not known for being like an actor's actor. He's probably not winning any Oscars anytime soon. In the same way that Bill Murray is like not an actor's actor. They're both just fun to watch.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, Bill Murray aged into like the Lost in Translation. Bill Murray, right? Eventually, yes. So Paul Rudd might have it. Might have that ability as well. That's a whole different conversation. But yeah, so there are parts of. that are charming and that work but for some reason they and you're right I agree with you they're very two different tones that they're two great tastes that don't taste great together
0: yeah you know yes like mayonnaise and oh am I kidding mayonnaise goes great with everything of course it does don't (laughs) be ridiculous I was trying to think of something but I couldn't yeah like apples and oranges no way, two great tastes um
1: (laughs) I can't think of anything that's because you'll eat anything um (laughs) So, yeah, Uh, we can with it's really bad for us to make this analogy. The two of us who have palates, you know, the equivalent of like a horse, you know, we're just fucking eat anything. It doesn't matter.
0: But even that scene. I think that's a great one to point to when talking about the editing as well, because a lot of it feels like they kind of make the same jokes over and over again. Ah, it's Bill Murray talking about having sex with that guy's wife. Yep, and I'm like, yep, he's doing it again. Like yeah. it happens like four times. And I'm like, what yeah. is this?
1: What are we doing? Yeah, I did. I will say this. I did laugh the scene after it with Evangeline Lilly on the ship when she was like. I have needs. And she was like, ew, ew. And he kept the two of them are going back.
0: I was like, okay, that's a trope that like kids don't like hearing about their parents having sex. It
1: is. But at least in that context, I was like, okay, this feels a little more Ant-Man. Like again, it's like, there's a little bit of like an action, a a kind of an action sequence going on. Also this humor going on at the same time, this feels a little more Ant-Man.
0: Can I tell you the joke that made me laugh the hardest? Yes, please. Is uh, when <laughs> the guy who reads minds says that Scott Lang has seven holes and there's like a 10 second pause and Scott Lang goes, oh, yeah, that's right, actually. OK,
1: yes. <laughs> oh, that was so good. That was, yeah. that okay, was pretty uh, good. Two things okay. that
0: I want to I want to say some some compliments mm-hmm. about the movie, not about you. Why would you? I know. <laughs> I wouldn't lie yeah exactly I like how weird it is sure the weird moments are really good uh-huh uh I love uh I just put here in quotes is that sun moving is like one of the best yeah. it's very it's weird really the whole thing line. is strange yeah. and off-putting Uh, in a good way dad drink the goo yeah that's a really good drink the ooze i like that scott has been to jail so many times that he has a special relationship with it and i just put here quote why is jail calling that was good (laughs) like he's he's not like the city jail he just says why Why is jail jail calling?" calling and i suspect he as well as everyone in every audience goes Oh, it's about him. Yeah. Like when that moment happens, you're like, oh, what now? Yeah. Scotty. You Did know? I break
1: out again? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, Where exactly. am I on this yeah. scale? Did I, I can't remember if I was let out or broke out this last time. Yeah.
0: I want to talk as well about some script problems. <laughs> OK. Uh, now that I've said everything I liked about the movie,
1: <laughs> There's one big aspect that I really like about the movie that will save till last, I think.
0: OK. Yeah. Uh, so these script problems, they're too specifically that after I saw them. I was like, did I miss something? And I went back and watched it again and I was like, nope, it's just Mm -hmm. bad writing or bad editing. I don't know what it is. But Scott Lang knows his daughter has a suit because in the car she
1: says, I have a suit.
0: Well, it's brought up and he says, you have a suit. And then they kind of move off of the subject. But it's very clear that the answer is yes. Like everybody knows that. Yeah. Why doesn't she put it on as soon as she goes into the quantum realm? She doesn't put it on until like she hits the button on her chest, like 45 minutes into it. Yeah. Like they literally run away from that big sun monster and then meet up with that, like the big tribe of people who are trying to make them drink the ooze or whatever. All that stuff keeps happening. And it's not until MODOK starts attacking that she puts her suit
1: on. The only I. All right. And but again, the problem is like this is me coming up with a justification afterwards and not really. But the only thing I can think is like she's not a hero. So her mind does not go like oh, I got to put on my super su-. like he. Let me put it this way then. OK, because
0: i discussed this with Melinda as well. And her first thought was, well, she didn't want him to know. And they hadn't confirmed the suit or whatever, oh, no, so that, yeah, that yeah. you don't agree with. So my next thought is because she said that she said your point after that as well. If you had a gun in your backpack. Right. And you've never used it before, but you know how to use it. Or maybe you use mm-hmm. it a couple times. Right. And all of a sudden you're surrounded by people who are going to try to kill you.
1: No. OK. <laughs> uh, no, no, I know what you're saying. I'm not I'm not saying that she doesn't. She's not uh, like where that she doesn't know how to use it. Her like he and and uh, Evangeline Lilly. No, like, that's their instinct because they're heroes. Like, he's on the Avengers, he saved the... So his instinct is I like... Hear you. Some shit's going down, boom, suit on, let's do this. She is like... teenager
0: but after like i mean presumably they've been doing it for like an hour and a half two hours again
1: i'm not saying this is i'm not i'm not disagreeing with you on this like this is and again like i said like that's the only justification but the problem is i'm now coming up with this but i'm now saving for some reason saving their ass on this argument i hear you yeah
0: Uh, so but okay so that's not an a like a like a uh foolproof po- plot hole. Sure. Like that sure. one you could probably try to fix up or whatever. If you if you had to. Yeah. Maybe there's some reason she didn't want to. Maybe she was worried about it. The power source or something. She wanted to say. Yeah. Them.
1: You don't necessarily get have to bump on it. Yeah.
0: Right. This one. Mm-hmm. This is the Bill Murray scene. Yeah. I wrote, quote, Janet says, we're looking for friends of ours, two of them, humans, quote. Right after that, Bill Murray says, I heard about those other friends of yours. And I'm like, yeah, she literally just fucking told you about them. Yeah. What? 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 It's so weird. He's like, oh, and we're going to get your friends, too. We're going after your friends. And Janet looks at him like, you know about our friends. And I'm like, bitch, you just told him.
1: It's again, this is all that idea of like, we know who the big bad is. We know what's going on. Get to the point. It's very strange.
0: Yeah. Uh, I have written here. Very important note. How do I get David Desmalchins career?
1: Right. He was great as that little goo thing. Yeah, he's a, he's the little goo man. Anyone yeah. who doesn't
0: know who David Desmelchen is, he's in fucking every nerd movie you've ever seen. He's Polka Dot Man in Suicide Squad. The- he- He's, Suicide he, Squad I get a mixed up no I no know. it's Suicide Squad no
1: it's the Suicide Squad
0: fuck god damn it I know uh he's but the guy he, he, he's the guy who is working for the Joker in the Dark Knight that's
1: like his first that was like role. his first thing he's in Blade Runner and he's in the other fucking Ant-Man movies <laughs> yeah that's right and he's in the other fucking Ant-Man he's in the, the Flash yeah. TV show he's he's literally in every nerd thing yes. you've ever seen yeah. I don't know how you get his career, but I would like it as well.
0: He also—I've been meaning to assign it to you. Maybe I should have assigned it for this episode. But he's—he has started publishing a comic. Oh really? Yeah. He—I think he has a a, like comic publishing company.
1: Oh yeah, I think I remember hearing something about this. I know nothing about it. I suspect it's why he
0: keeps doing all this shit because he's as big a nerd as us.
1: (laughs) Well, he is, but also I think he has some cachet as well. So he's like okay so let's keep, let's keep this well going. yeah
0: for sure but you know another actor might be like well I want to break away from this I want to show that I can do other stuff and I think he's like nah I want to be in all the comic book movies yeah
1: no he, I think it's uh, I think it's a circular thing with David DeSmalltron now he's like yeah. no I want to keep doing this nerd stuff because I'm a big nerd and now we as nerds love him so much that every, all like casting directors and everything are like oh no put him in like let's put him in like they love that they love it when he's in uh, I don't that. know who
0: I could get to be I don't know if I have anybody who would fit this role What's that? Oh, it it was. Oh, it's based on a comic. David.
1: <laughs> they just Davey knock on the door and he comes out of a secret door. <laughs> he yes. slides down a
0: pole. Yeah. And he's like, you rang. <laughs> uh, I wrote here a lot of cursing in this. There's a it? lot more cursing. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of shits and don't be a dick. And
1: I do like the don't be a dick speech. It's a
0: good line, but they say that a lot. I I, I don't have a problem with it. I yeah. just it's surprised to me. Yeah, though, because it did. It came out of in nowhere. this world. Like the Marvel movies, it's not a whole lot of cursing. So when it keeps coming up, right. there's a lot. Holy shit. That guy's a broccoli and. Oh shit I'm I'm I don't know how to fly that there's a lot of that Yeah yeah
1: yeah that's it. <laughs> so just be I think that's that old Michael Douglas just being like I don't give a flying fuck what you guys say I'm going to say whatever <laughs> I want be. okay They'll Cut
0: it out if I can't yeah. use it they're
1: like they, they're like Michael uh this is Marvel we can't really say shit and he's like Fuck you. It's like do you first of all, my dad lived to be a hundred and he's a screen legend and I'm a screen legend. We both have Oscars and you could kiss my ass. So yeah, right. I'm gonna say whatever I say and then you yeah. can edit around that or not. I don't give a flying fuck. Wall Street motherfucker. My, my least favorite trope
0: in anything is in this movie, yeah. which is um Menace broccoli. <laughs> Vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do hate vegetables. The sons of it's, bitches. Uh, it's, the, it's the try to do something and it fails oh no, what are we going to do? We have to find another way around this. I know, we'll just do it again, but even harder, and then it works. So like when he goes to make the, to shrink the the energy core... So I
1: conceived a child.
0: <laughs> when he goes to shrink the energy core, he throws one of the little yeah. shrinky things at it, and it doesn't work. Yeah. And so they throw like five of them at it, and then it works.
1: They fire like a million of those things. Sure, fine. It was crazy. But it's yeah. like,
0: oh, I, I was like, oh, this is going to be really interesting. What are they going to do? Because it's not working to... Sh- oh, they're just going to throw a bunch of them at it. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah, guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They also, I mean, I I guess it needed also a slight... And again, this is me filling in a blank for them, yeah, yeah. but it needs a slight, like he shot that thing up and it got burnt to his crisp uh-huh. and then they fired another, a bunch of them and one of them worked. And it's like, well, why did that one? Exactly. Oh, I guess. Cause it, cause it latches onto the metal loop thing or anything, but like, I guess, I don't know. He, you know what? But that's what I mean. Yeah. Like they, fired, they no just fired a thousand of those things. And I'm like, well, couldn't he have just fired like a thousand of those things? Yeah. Also, how many of those fucking things do you have? <laughs> they, they just keep coming up. They keep, and I yeah. always kind of hold them out like they're the last ones they have they do yeah. the dramatic of like oh yeah well fuck you and they <laughs> like hold it out and then they slam it on something yeah. and I'm like that's usually the last one you have of those when yeah, you do yeah, that yeah. but they seem to have a million of them yeah they have those shrinky di- Tricky dicks they have those shrinky discs <laughs> like they're like bullets in a John Chu movie you know yeah, what I mean exactly. they're just like yeah. everywhere they're yeah. flying everywhere doves are flying with them it's crazy I
0: like to think in like a realistic version of this they all have have like 10 fanny packs around them yeah
1: really <laughs> they like should they, they attach to every they, part of their they should body have like the weird like bullet belts like rambo has yeah, like, all the, like around Nineties
0: superheroes just satchels yes. Absolutely. Little pockets everywhere. I wrote here, there are touches of intimacy, which is nice, but I kind of wish there was a lot more like um, quote at the beginning. uh, Cassie says, quote, if I had something like this when you were gone, maybe I could have found you. It's a beautiful touching line. Right. The fact that like right after Scott Lang is trapped in the quantum realm at the very end, his first words to Evangeline Lilly are where is she? Is she okay?" Like stuff like that, little things like that that are like, oh, very touching and moving. But for the most part, the only intimate performance in this entire film, and I think it's time to get into it, yep. is Jonathan Majors as Kang. Yes, absolutely. He's subtle, powerful, honest, soft and terrifying, yes. which is like such a rare thing to find someone who can do soft and terrifying at the same exact time. I
1: think he's great in this movie, but also what makes his performance even more interesting is that I think he's doing a yeoman's job of like implying some sort of a backstory on his character, which is great, but they don't, I don't think they know what it is yet. And so (laughs) he's hitting it pitch. He's doing his work. (laughs) He's hitting it pitch perfect Yeah, where it's, I'm going to act like there's something that already happened. Yeah. And bring that to this, but make it general enough That like when we get to Kang Dynasty and all these things tie together and all these things, because I suspect what they want to happen is that because he says the line about, are you the one with the hammer? Which one is that? There's so many. They all bleed together. What I suspect that they want is at a certain point, like certain things come to fruition throughout this. Yes, And then when you go back and rewatch this movie again or watch the other movies, the things that he has dropped or the other kings have dropped. Yeah. You go, oh, that's that thing. I was a little
0: surprised they didn't old him up a little bit, like give him some gray in his hair or whatever, because I was like, all right. So the speculation, there's a theory going around that he dies in this movie, but we're going to see past versions of him. Throughout the movies of the the next saga, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I was like, maybe you want to old him up a little bit because it's going to be a few years. Hey, you he's know?
1: eternal. He he's from the future. For sure, Who sure. But whatever. he's going
0: to look a little older. Yeah, I know what
1: you're saying. I don't know. That guy looks like he looks maybe like not, one of those guys that is years. not going to yeah, that he is going to age right. very well.
0: But it would it might have been a smart idea, maybe. Yeah. But i I'm, I'm fine with it. But it's probably yeah. something I would have at least thought about doing.
1: But uh, like. He's doing this performance and he's laying these like Yeah. Like Easter eggs almost. Well, layers.
0: He's a very Every layered layers. character. But
1: I'm like, he's laying these things and he's coming out of performance like there's a lot of stuff that has already happened, but he's hitting it general enough that I'm like I don't know specifically what you're talking about, but when I watch more movies and then I come back and watch this again, I'm going to think I know exact that you knew exactly what you were talking about, even though you don't. Yeah, he's doing it like a filmmaker. Yeah, exactly. And so it's hitting like he's hitting this perfect mark. Yeah, everything that he has in this, it is. It's suspenseful and it's scary, Mm -hmm. but also like there's such. Pathos with him for everything he's doing, and there's like a frustration Mm -hmm. that people don't understand what he's trying to do here, and it's really he's he's absolutely incredible in this movie. He is
0: somehow hitting both like eternal frustration and also general ennui, like blase. Right, Uh, it's something that I've I've thought a lot about with Bill Murray. How you know, as an actor, you never want to you don't generally as a rule, you don't want to look like you don't give a shit about what's happening around you as right. a character. Right. But Bill Murray does it really, really well and makes it very interesting somehow. And yes. no other actor can pull that off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a little bit of that here where he is hyper fixated on his goals and mm-hmm. getting what he wants. And at the same time, completely cool and calm and collected because he knows it's going to happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And it's also one of those things of like, I think the blasé comes from the fact that he's blase about the stuff that's going on around him because he has other stuff going on in his mind. And again, that idea of like, he's clearly working with something internally. This character clearly has something, some internal thing going on inside him. So he appears blase. Cause he's just like, I got other shit. I'm like thinking about this other thing right here. And I could not give a shit about all these people around me right now. Cause I have bigger things to worry about. And I have my own sort of narrative. I'm like the star in my own movie in my mind right now and I do not have the time to give a shit about any of this until those two things intersect like at a point that they have to where it's like okay the thing I'm thinking about is now the thing that is coming to fruition and I really care about this and he's really invested in it and then it gets really intense I that's the thing is like it's an interesting thing uh, as we're getting into like kind of I, I think maybe like towards the end of like everything we have to say about this movie is that For a movie that I was so blase on, this is the start of phase five. And for a movie I was so kind of blase on, it still makes me very excited for this phase. Me too. And also at the same time, this phase is really going to make my head hurt. Like I cannot fucking figure out the time thing and the multiverse thing. I've watched Loki and it made my head hurt when they talk about it. (laughs) And now he's talked about it and I still am not quite clear on exactly what the fuck is going on. Yeah, I'm down for it. And I'm hoping like by the time we get to Kang Dynasty or Maybe is he also the guy in Secret Wars? I don't know. But anyway, like that it all kinda gets explained in a clear way that I understand the full scope of what's happening. I feel like Kevin Feige
0: like kicks down the door to the writer's room at nine in the morning with like a pack of cigarettes in his hand and a and a coffee shaking in the other. Yeah. And he's like, Okay guys, I've been up for three days. This is what I've come up with and and look at this, yeah. and I have these posters and these charts and he's gonna go here and do this and this. Does everyone understand? And everyone's like, uh yeah, yeah 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 totally totally kev and he's like great get to work
1: yep yes sir yes yes sir <laughs> yeah and then kevin leaves the room and they're like what the fuck what is this is, is on that a one napkin that's an esperanto right like that's not even what is this this one is just dried tea leaves why is there? why are there only two pieces of yarn connecting four cards what is this <laughs> yeah this one's on the floor. Did he put that on there on purpose or did it fall off? Did it fall off? Did anyone see it fall? Yeah, I, I don't know what is happening yeah, right now. But i like, Again, I'm excited for it. I and think I'm the reason for that is
0: because I'm hesitant to say this, but kind of the only strong link in this movie is the thing that we have been promised will continue for the next few phases. Right
1: right which is him yeah yeah and i it, i had i did have this thought maybe it's not good that i had this thought maybe 5 minutes into the movie but oh, no. i did have this thought <laughs> at a certain point uh do they just stop these at a certain point? Like what happens at it? Like, oh, yeah, we're on, the like Marvel movies? Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about I bet this cuz you know what I mean cuz we're on phase 5, right? They'll stop and, them
0: when they stop making money.
1: No, but, but I don't mean and I don't I actually don't mean like just stop altogether where it's like we're just going to end now. Yeah, But like cuz they won't cuz they'll keep making money. Right. But like now that we're hitting okay, so we've hit 3 phases and then ended with like <laughs> like half the half the universe being snapped away and then being brought back and this big bad being defeated right mm-hmm. then we kicked off phase 4 and we're in phase 5 now of this and it's been leading to like laying the groundwork for like this crazy multiversal time traveling overlaying of different villains and everything and that's the big bad that we're building towards now which has to at some point like come to a fruition which i would suspect is like probably a phase 6 right so after phase 6 do we like is there a point that marvel comics doesn't really do this but dc does it all the time where they have like the big like you know universe spanning crisis and they kind of reboot themselves and clear and they basically like clean out their closet as a universe you know you had crisis on infinite earths was the first one where they did that where they had just made so many branching timelines and alternate earths that they were like we got to just get rid of all this shit and the flash one and flashpoint but flashpoint. flashpoint was another one where they were like now okay now we branched off way too many times and we can't keep track of ourselves so we're just going to condense it back down again Yeah, like at a certain point I feel like is this where this is like yeah we're getting to a point because I'm when it comes to listen I'm not a smart man but when it comes to this stuff Uh I'm pretty smart like I'm pretty good at being able to juggle all this stuff and I'm losing track of what they're talking about so
0: there is like a big rumor that that's uh, Marvel doesn't do it very often but one of the times they did do it was Secret Wars right and yeah and that involved Kang and there's a lot of reason to believe that at the end of This saga, as they're being called, this collection of phases that will terminate with the defeat of Kang. Right. That multiverses will collide and will sort of re-roll the dice.
1: Yeah. And we will condense everything down, I would suspect, into one universe and not have a multiverse anymore. Because at a certain because and that's what I mean. I'm like, how long are we going to go on just chugging along with these? Yeah. Because there is a there is a, a crest to this. Like there yeah. is an apex to this where it is diminishing returns, mm-hmm. even for people like us who are like always down for this. There will hit a point where I'm like, I'm no longer interested in this the way that I used to be. I don't get excited about this because I don't really like understand what's going on. And it's really like insular and you know what I mean? Well,
0: and additionally for me, the biggest issue is, you know, after end game, we talked about this and I said, look, look, I'll be the first one to admit I'm wrong because I have been before. Mm -hmm. At the end of the first Avengers movie, I said, I don't think it can get any better than this. And the movies kept getting better somehow. Right. Right. After Endgame, I said on this podcast, I don't know how I don't know where they go from here because I, I don't see a way that you can make me feel more than I did during that movie. Right. And they haven't yet. And I'm I'm skeptical that it will ever be that big again that like for me, at least I know a lot of people prefer Infinity War or whatever, but I'm very skeptical that we will be able to reach the emotional connection that we had to these characters in that phase with Infinity War and Endgame. But they're still trying to increase the scope of this more and more and make it bigger and bigger and bigger for all of the characters across the board, which is a mistake unless they do something like Secret Wars and compact it back down, and we start from something like Tony Stark building a suit of armor in a cave in the Middle East. You know, right? And, and then we, get, and get, you, we can yeah. get bigger and bigger and bigger again. In music, you can crescendo and crescendo and crescendo, but and it's beautiful. You can hear one note get louder and louder and louder. And it's really beautiful, and impressive for a bit. <laughs> and then it just gets annoying. Exactly. Yeah. And then you have to bring it down yeah. to something soft and intimate, which I think is what right. Ant-Man is missing in this. There's a lot of intimacy that isn't there that yeah. was in the first movie. Yeah. And I think if we can reconsolidate this entire franchise down to something more intimate, like it was at the beginning, I think we'll... I think we'll start to have that connection again.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to move on to the reading so assignment? To the reading assignment? Let's move uh, on to the reading okay. assignment, Chris. so you, uh, you for the reading assignment um, you weren't exactly sure what to give me. I wasn't. Uh, a couple of weeks ago and, or uh, last and you, week. Yeah, or last week. You contacted me this week and you said, uh, so for the reading assignment this week, you gave me the post credit scenes for Ant-Man and Quantumania. Right. That's right. So let's get into those as well.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, let's. Ca- I'm going to call this segment, we can't do it's not an actual reading assignment. So we're going to call this segment.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh God. Can we, can you, can you cut that and just use it in other episodes? <laughs> yeah, probably. This, this could become a real yeah. segment. So there's two post-credit there's scenes. There's two post-credit scenes. The first one is mid credits. And in fact, let's, let's it's... actually
0: talk about the ending ending first where, oh, yeah. uh, cause he comes back, everything's fine. And then maybe it's not. And then the cake tastes like shit. Uh, I, everyone next to me, was like, the the people next to me, I heard them. One of them was like, oh, one of the waiters is going to be Kang. And I was like, no. sort of expecting what? something like this as well. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, OK. Because there's so many different Kangs. Yeah. And he's talking about how, hey, it's probably fine, right? Right? It's probably fine. And how interesting would it be if a waiter came over and said, will there be anything else, sir? And he looks up and it's a variant of Kang. Like, what do you do? You know what I mean? It's just, but it's just a guy, you know? So that was, you know, it's leading into... The future of this story arc and blah, 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 blah. Yeah,
1: there were. OK, so the ending, I will say, because we didn't get into the ending, but let's get in the ending just real quick. Uh, first of all, there were like to me, there were three opportunities for an ending. Yeah. And I was like, you, you, you almost stayed at the party a little too long, like one. And there, I've, I've heard that in early drafts, the ending was they get stuck in the quantum realm which I really thought was going to happen. And I really kind of wanted.
0: Yeah. I was really hoping for something big, like uh, even Scott Lang being killed. Right. Something, something big.
1: I actually forgot that they had already done that to him. (laughs) So that they had trapped him in there for a while. And uh, because I really, I forget if I said this on mic or not, but I really was hoping it would seem that he had died. Yeah. And then he comes back. At like movies down the line. You just think he he defeated Kang, but at a great sacrifice. Again, that idea of like he's a character you wouldn't think would be in this this huge situation. And he is and he proves himself. Yeah. But at the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. And then he comes down the line. But that didn't happen. So fine. But also like trap him in the quantum realm that like it's it was really convenient. The only
0: hard part about that, though, is that his daughter literally made something that gets you out of the quantum realm.
1: I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So it is fair. a pretty
0: big plot hole if but, you do that. Uh,
1: f- so fine. Okay. I- I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, they, they defeat him and then they magically open the doorway just at the right moment again. Even though the machine is broken. <laughs> Even though the machine is broken. Yes. Yeah. So there's that. And then he has it's the fun echo of the opening of the movie. Yeah. And then he has that little rant on the sidewalk and he's like, oh God, wait, is it? Why don't you end the movie there? Yeah. That would have been
0: great. Yeah, that's a good point. Again, it's more filler, right? Like, ah, the movie's not quite long enough. Add a five-minute thing where he has a fake birthday for his daughter. Right, because he said
1: it in his book that he missed a bunch. Yeah. But he has. it's the same bit, but it's only twice, right? So if you really want to sell the bit, you should have come up with a third time for him to do it, to really make it a bit. Yeah. But also, like... He has this, like, long bit on the sidewalk of, like, wait, did we fix everything? And he's going in this weird, heady thing. And then he's like, nah, it's probably fine. Yeah. But then he does it again. And then it ends with, nah, it's probably fine. And then it ends. And I'm like, why did I even need that then? Yeah. Why not have him get the cake? And he's walking out. And he's like, oh, wait. But did we? We did defeat him, right? Wait. No, maybe we didn't. Oh, God. What's going to happen? What did we do? I have no idea what's going to happen. Credits. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would have been great. I
0: think they thought it was
1: a funny bit. But that's a great kickoff to like the first I to, agree. to the phase as well. Yes. And to Kang. Yes. And to the and to the villain of like, you yeah. got into this guy's head so much that this guy who saved the universe is like, Oh my god, wait, are we back here again? End it there. And then we have so then we have the mid-credit scene. Yeah. And the mid-credit scene, again, This phase is going to give me an aneurysm. (laughs) We see the
0: Council of Kangs. We see the
1: Council of Kangs, which (laughs) this is and this is no fault of his. But this is easily the weakest part of the performance for Jonathan Majors. Oh, I disagree. Uh, I think because I first of all, you could tell like. I think they just threw him in a bunch of costumes and they were like, Jonathan, just make something up for all of them.
0: I think he I think did a he great does, job. I li- I wrote here, Jonathan Majors is so good at playing multiple characters. He
1: is, but I think they just like I just watched like two hours of him give this like amazing performance. performance. Sure. Yeah, and then I think they threw him in a bunch of weird fucking costumes and yeah. they were like, make up some voice or something. Probably
0: what they did is they filmed him all in one day, just put him in a green
1: screen suit. <laughs> right, and that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like they put, you know, so we have r- Rutten Common or or tootin. Root tootin. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the names of them are Op, there's Optimus Prime there's Root and and there's, tootin, and, there's mm. uh, and there's Chow Yun Fat or something Chow. I don't know Rama Tut Rama Tut and maybe close. the uh, I think it's the Scarlet Centurion The Centurion, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, like, cyborg-looking one. Maybe, maybe not. That's supposed to be the, if it's, yeah. And then there's... Well, it
0: might not be, because there is another one. There is, so the Scarlet Centurion is usually all red, and we do see a Kang that is wearing the Scarlet Centurion red robes in in that big cluster. Yeah, so maybe,
1: maybe not. So there's that, and then there's... uh, uh, And Mortis? Is that who it is? Is that what it's called? It looks
0: just like him. He's wearing the same outfit. So I I assume. Yeah,
1: I was like. But the the
0: cyborg looking one.
1: I was like, there's Asian stereotype. (laughs) There's. Yeah, God, there's character who should have been in Moon Knight, and there's and there's cyborg, and booyah cyborg, and booyah cyborg. <laughs> all this is by the way now all of the names for those characters from yeah. he, from here to the end of Phase Six. Yeah, I hope you know no that. Kidding.
0: But I I suspect that the that booyah cyborg is more of a reference to Iron Lad, who is a a version of Kang who is very young before he turns into the Kang that we know, who fights on the Young Avengers, and he is he's like an Iron Man looking. Version of Kang So
1: we have those three And they're like Is this is he." And they talk about The fact that That guy's gone now They were the ones Who shunt him Shunted him off To the quantum realm Yeah
0: And also wanted to kill and him And also
1: wanted to kill him Which is how they I, it, They kind of do say this In the movie of like that's how their idea of killing him is like, take him out of time and space. Yeah. So which I guess I that makes sense to me. I
0: also suspect they may not have been able to kill him. Maybe he was too strong.
1: Right. And that's what they, that's what I mean. Like, they're like, well, we can't kill him. Kill him. Let's do this. This is the equivalent. Yeah. But then also the one from Loki as well. Huh? The, did they do? The, he Who Remains? Yeah. Did they make him, did they isolate him in his little castle thing or did he do that himself?
0: No I think he did it himself
1: I, This is what I'm saying yeah. This is what this phase is The next two phases This is what it's gonna be <laughs> For the rest of the time um, And then they're like We got all of them And they go down And there's a giant Council of Kangs Yeah I would love to Slow motion my way Through it Because I I swear to god I saw one that was Doing shadow boxing And I was like Did you just take All the Jonathan Major Roles from the last year yeah. There's Cree 3 Kang There's Whatever his upcoming Bodybuilder movie Kang There's him Fighter Pilot Kang. There's
0: also Mr. Griffin, who is a version of Kang who wears a three piece suit, and he is known in the comics for purchasing Avengers Tower.
1: Oh, interesting. Which we
0: know happened in the MCU. Somebody has purchased Avengers Tower. And in Loki. And they've never answered who. Correct. And in Loki, at the end, you see a version of Avengers Tower in like an alternate timeline. It's at like the. Remember when they're going through the end and there's like yeah. the wasteland of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's yeah. a version of Avengers Tower that has Kang Industries written on it. Q A N G, which is the what Mister Griffin turns Avengers Tower into. Oh, interesting. In the comics.
1: There you go. Uh, and then it's a lot of green screen. Uh, it's, it's a lot, lot of, of Jonathan Majors screaming. <laughs> at yeah, nothing. again, this is uh, like I, I looked at some of them going yeah. around and I was like, oh, they were just yelling things to him Yeah. because, again, like of the perfor- of the performance for the last two hours, it was amazing. And then they got to this and it was like they just were like, cheer a lot. Yeah. Do this thing. And but I'm like, also, oh boy.
0: he definitely did it like 10,000 times. Oh, 100 percent. And at 100 percent effort. So 100
1: percent again. I'm not knocking this guy. Yeah. yeah, and then so that's that one. And then they have another one at the end. This one was a little more interesting, and I was like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> and it is, let's say, 1910s. Mm. I don't know
0: what. There is a date is on. Is there this. a date on it? What's the date? Yeah, because the character that he's portraying is an actual character from Marvel Comics. Great. Who uh, this whole thing happened
1: in 1901. 1901. There it is. In 19 the arts. Dickety two. And it's uh, Loki and uh, Owen Wilson, not yeah. his character, the actor not Owen Wilson. It is uh, uh, Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fucking genius. <laughs> that would have been it's, great. It's, it's Mobius. It's Mobius. Uh, Loki and Mobius are um, uh, in the audience of this little presentation. And uh, what's the guy's name that's on stage? Victor Timely. Victor Timely. Is doing some sort of thing and and Mobius is like he doesn't seem that bad and Loki's like he's fucking terrifying you should be (laughs) shitting your pants right now (laughs) I did.
0: And he's like, is that what that smell is? Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: You eat a lot of fiber. <laughs> and then that's, that's that. That one at least was a little more interesting to me because yeah. I was like, oh, OK, is this going to play into Loki season two? Yeah. How are you? You know,
0: probably. It's probably a scene from it. That's what the Ant-Man movies I tend to do. I suspect that it is. Because uh, yeah. the and do you remember the post credit scene of the first
1: Ant-Man? Oh, it was uh, a scene from... The Captain America Civil War. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I was like, yeah, what's yeah, the yeah. next one? So that's what they yeah, tend to he's do. He's like, I like, know a guy. Yeah. They, yeah, they yeah. tend to show
0: scenes from other IPs in the MCU. Now they're doing. Yeah. Now they're doing. Yeah.
1: So there's that as well. We should
0: say as well, Victor, Victor Timely is uh, a character who Kang got defeated by the Avengers and decided to like go into hiding. So he went into hiding in 1901 and changed his name to Victor Timely and founded a town in like Timely Wisconsin. It ended up being named after him and then uh, eventually the Avengers find him and beat the shit out of him.
1: He's just trying to live his life in a town. Yeah. What the hell, Avengers? Also Timely, Timely Comics.
0: Yes, which uh, it is the Original company name of yeah, that Marvel would eventually Comics. become Marvel
1: Comics. Yeah. I knew things. I knew things. <laughs> oh wow. Oh wow. So yeah, those are interesting. So there's that as well. Yeah, I actually like the
0: first post credit scene, the mid credit scene better. I was not- I really like that. I know you you were not as impressed, but man. I was so impressed with Jonathan Majors
1: in that. Yeah, scene. I was. I was like, oh, thank you. Again, again, it's not really him that I'm not impressed with. I'm like, I understand. Clearly, they just threw shit at him. I understand. I was like, what is happening now? I just watched two hours of this guy like crush a performance, and then you demean him in these terrible costumes. But that to with, me makes
0: it even more impressive. I
1: see. I, yeah, I was they're like, like,
0: put this dress on, and he's <laughs> like, hello,
1: my name is Ramatach. Uh, it was just like. <laughs> what is now we're just evolved into, like, community theater. Like, it's all just like yeah. he's wearing, like, the most basic Egyptian costume.
0: Yeah. They just had him go into the costume department and
1: rummage around yeah, and run back we, out yeah, and be like, like, this look, guys? It's a bin. It's not even like yeah. a closet. They're like, there's a bin under there. Uh, we've got a list. It, yeah. It looks like he grabbed props from an improv group. Yeah. It just, they were just like, make up a character. And he's like, yeah. okay.
0: Yeah. Like Jonathan majors goes out on set and he's like, all right, I need a location.
1: <laughs> I need a situation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and they're like, you're an Egyptian God. He's like, okay. Egyptian. You're a god. Pharaoh. All right. Pharaoh. Cool. Okay. You don't like the robot. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, the, <laughs> the oh there's 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 the a robot dance? over there you No, know the there's, there's a robot oh, on stage the, that robot yeah do you think they had him like say all his lines as the egyptian and then say all his lines as the robot or do you think he was like it was he said his line he's like i don't like you robot then he takes his costume off and puts the robot costume on and he's like well yeah, i don't, don't run like around you either the cameraman yeah, yes
1: yeah a hundred percent that's what those costumes look like yeah. they look like it was just switching <laughs> hats and yeah. everything i was like what is Okay. It's the other thing. Is like the problem is, and I, I, I am stealing this a bit because somebody else said this too, but I agree with it. Um, is that uh, like. He did this beautiful, clearly like researched and worked on performance for two hours. And this one now, he's set with these fuckers like this is what they have to be now. And like they gave him, I think, like an hour and a half to prepare this. And he's going to have to play these guys possibly in full movies. Yeah. He has to do the the homework
0: retroactively now.
1: Right. And he's like, I got to do that weird gravelly voice that I did for for ramen noodles bang, or whatever they're called
0: in like a year and a half he's gonna have to go back and watch this post credit scene over and over again for like three hours trying to get the the
1: be like what did that guy sound like again was that the robot yeah was that the pharaoh also these are oh God. The, the, I, I, was, I think I bumped on some of them because I was like Oh, to watch this in a full movie this is going to be problematic like yeah. these are clear stereotypes yeah i like i know that they're pulling these from the comics because they're like they're, the one has a full fu manchu i know and i'm like oh i can't watch that for two hours yeah that's I don't not know gonna about work that. it's not gonna that's, be easy that's not gonna work at all yeah so i was like oh boy oh boy overall sure this happened yeah this happened oh wow oh wow (laughs) but again it at least makes me excited for the rest of the of the phase it does yeah i'm hoping that even though they killed this kang he's gonna come back i suspect that he is the kang for kang dynasty and secret wars
0: i suspect as well i hope (laughs) and uh marvel if you're listening and i know you are right just just bring him just you can even make it so that like he's old, like bring back a younger version of him, but it's the same. Like it's him like six months
1: ago or some shit, you know, like, right. I don't know. Right. 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 Just, just figure it out. Well, I'm wondering if, all right, all right. I'm going to end this on one of my wild speculations. Here we go. Great. I want, so we have Kang dynasty and we have secret wars coming up. So here's what I think will happen. Yes. I think that we'll go through a few movies. We'll hit Kang dynasty and that Kang will be this Kang we saw in quantum manium, but before the events of quantum manium for Kang, Right. So those things that he talked about Thor and they all kind of blend together. That happens in Kang Dynasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Now, by the time we get to Secret Wars, the Kang that got shrunk down into that thing at the end of Quantumanium comes out. He escapes. Right. Because now he has the motivation. And this is, is kind of going to fix like one of the one of the few. Issues that some people had with Endgame, which was what like the Thanos in Endgame, is not the Thanos from Infinity because they kill oh, him and yeah, then they go yeah, back it's in a time. Different guy. So like he doesn't really know the Avengers that well. Like it's not he didn't fight them in a previous movie. Yeah. So the, but this Kang by Secret uh, Secret Wars, he comes back out and he has all that stuff that happened in Kang Dynasty already happened to him, and now he's pissed. And
0: there's emotional tension, and he
1: hates. Everyone,
0: As opposed hates, to in Endgame when he's when Thanos is just like, oh, I'm going to kill you guys so I can get what I want.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to kill you to get what I want. Oh, is that what the last guy did, too? Oh, cool. I'm going to just do re- it differently. I'll then. do I'll do what he did, but different. Yeah. Whereas this guy comes out and he's like, all the other, if there are any other Kangs out there, I fucking hate you guys. All whatever these Avengers things are. I hate you guys. I hate fucking everybody. And I'm gonna cut just cut everyone down. And he escapes, and that's the Canyon Secret Wars. Is the guy that we just saw in Quantum Mania from that point on? And I'm like, yeah, that's that gives us pathos to like get through with the whole fucking thing. And he's gonna rip some shit up and that that's not what is going to happen in this phase it should yeah
0: i agree yeah. i would love to see jonathan majors play this character completely unhinged
1: right and that's what i mean like let's now get him out of that orb at the end and let him just like really go balls to the wall on everyone instead of seeing 20 different which i'm fascinated to see what he does but 20 different kang's for sure that i don't by the time I get to Secret Wars, I'm like, oh, I don't care about this one because I know it's going to. I saw 20 others. Just yeah, like
0: yeah. Him. There's a, a famous saying in martial arts that is, I fear not the 10,000 kicks you've practiced once, but the one kick you've practiced 10,000 times. Right. And I feel that I would much rather see this man who I am very intrigued by as an actor. I really like his acting style. I would rather see him sculpt one character really really well over time than see him portray a bunch of pretty good characters
1: yeah I would rather see him I had this idea while I was watching this movie of like I would love it if for the next phase it's not going to happen because he's not going to be in Guardians but I would love it for the next phase phase if literally every Marvel movie that comes out he's the villain (laughs) But yeah. it's him at a different point Like yeah. that's what Kang is in the comics is like yeah, yeah, You yeah. never know what Kang you're gonna get You yeah. don't know where he is in his own timeline And again like that idea of like He talks about he makes these references in, in this movie of like Thor and I've met this guy and that guy And this guy and you're like okay so as the phase Goes on you just piece together Every single event that he talks about in the first movie and it's just gathering up all of those events throughout this entire phase. That's not going to happen but it was like that's an interesting thing you could do. It is. Same Kang, different point in the timeline every single time. A little younger,
0: a little older. A little
1: younger, a little older, you know, hasn't encountered this guy yet or that guy yet. (laughs) So you realize what you got in the first movie was actually the end of his timeline. Yeah, it would actually be
0: really cool. You know how people will do marathons where they do the movies in like the actual chronological order. Right. So like you start with um, Captain America and then watch Captain Marvel, you know, because that's like the 40s and then the 90s. It'd be really interesting after this is all over. If they do that, to do that, it in Kang's to order, do, yes, to watch it in order of Kang and see yeah. him meet people for the first time, <laughs>
1: right? When they're right. not meeting him for the first time, yes. And Jonathan Majors is the type of actor; like he seems strong enough, he could play those moments, yes, and it would I make sense so. to watch them in those order. And you're like, oh, he's meeting this person.
0: But the hard part is that they he they have to know exactly what they're doing oh, and yeah. tell him.
1: Yes, absolutely. You ready for your reading assignment?
0: Uh, yeah. What post credit scene would you like me to watch?
1: Okay, great. Uh, there's a Bob Dylan movie. No. Um, <laughs> Do no, it, man. Uh, I've already seen it. I guarantee you. I... Uh you know what? I was like, "What am I going to do? I'm going to I'm going to do something. I don't do this often, but uh, I'm going to do something a little different. Uh, I'm going to give you something in a current run right now. Oh, it's not right. complete, but it's uh, in the middle of it right now. But yeah. it's, uh, I want to put something on your radar. Uh, this is uh, going to be. It's a Bob Dylan comic. Uh, it's a Bob Dylan comic written by Bob Dylan. Stars Bob uh, Dylan. It's about Bob Dylan. Stars Bob Dylan. About Bob Dylan. Not art, named Bob Dylan. Art by Bob Dylan. <laughs> Yeah. Published by Bob Dylan too. Yeah, weird, weird. weird. Printed by Bob Dylan. Like he, it's in his garage. <laughs> he uses just like a an Epson. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, hang on. This is coming now. But uh, no, this is, uh, this is a comic. This was actually my pick of the week with the Instagram post with you, uh, which is Danger Street from DC Comics. Uh, it's now as of this recording up to issue three. It might be by the time we cover it. There might be issue four might be out as well. OK, so yeah, nice, and, nice easy. and easy. Three <laughs> issues. They're a little long. I think they're a little on the longer side, but they're still nice and easy. All right. But, never uh, mind. Then I'm not reading it. Yeah. Wait, I'll get you back on board. It's being written by Tom King. All right. I'm back on. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Uh, but uh, this is something every this is one of those ones that's going on right now that I'm like every week. I'm like, oh, is there a new Danger Street out? Like, oh, see uh, what's going on. So let's see what happens there. Nice. So there it is. There you go. Uh, that's it. I think that's all we got, man. Yes. Let's get
0: out of here. All right. Hey, Andrew, yeah, Andrew, yeah, Andrew, yeah. where can they find us? They can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud.com slash the media lunch break. You can listen every Tuesday at eight in the morning right there. SoundCloud.com slash the media lunch break. Or if you'd rather listen to your favorite uh, uh, podcast listening Thingy. Technical term. Man, I started with a lot of momentum and I just fucking lost it. Yeah, you man. can wait a little longer and it'll be out on any of those other places like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all that. Sweet, sweet business. You can also find us on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're putting out tweets and some retweets. Mm-hmm. And even re-retweets. Whoa. Tweets about Riri Williams from Ironheart. Yep. You can also find us on Facebook, we're on Instagram, where our handle is at the Media Lunch Break. You can also visit our YouTube. Done a bit of a hiatus on YouTube, but that's okay. I also I gotta get back on it. No, I gotta get back on too. I haven't been doing it. But uh, we have been putting out videos this year, so be sure to come over there and check that out. Uh, you can also find us on TikTok, where our handle is at the Media Lunch Break. We have merch on Teespring. You can find the mm-hmm. link for that at the top of our Twitter account, which is at Media Lunch Break. Visit our Patreon to see a picture of a gun shop next to an ice cream shop, <laughs> <laughs> and that is uh, Patreon.com/slash/The Lunch Break. And feel free to go over there and, and look up the benefits and stuff, and maybe give us a dollar or two, yeah, because uh, it's cool to fund people and
1: the things that they do, right? And it's even cooler when those people blur us that's true and if
0: you don't do it i might be uh going to get some ice cream
1: soon if you know what i'm saying no
0: i mean that literally i'll, I'll be sad and i'll just get ice cream oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it makes me feel better about my failing life you can also send us an email at the media at gmail.com or visit our website which is lunchbreak.com. give us a rating and reviewing on itunes soundcloud or youtube or wherever else that sort of thing is possible And
1: very special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. For being super cool. Super awesome. As always, you can leave a rating and a review, and you can leave it right in app. Just boom. Just take out your phone right now and do it if you wanted to. And it really does help. How does it help you ask? Don't worry about it. By that, I mean, I don't know. But you can leave a a five-star rating. If you leave a five-star rating, you can leave... Any sort of review you want I really don't care what you say in there This week If you leave a five star rating Why don't you Tell us I don't know, something with an ice cream shop And a gun shop Um I'm trying to figure out like something, something there. What do you think? What do you, what do you got? You got anything? Um, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh, or your favorite flavor of gun.
0: (laughs) I've tasted all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there
1: you go. You leave that right in there. As always. So this is, we were talking about Ant-Man next week. It's going to be the best. Damn day of the week. It's going to be Tuesday yeah, Newsday, baby. Tuesday Newsday. And then after that, I don't know exactly. Hold on. What does my calendar say for after that? Uh, don't. All right, Let know. know. Uh, all right. Well, we'll figure out something. But here's the point. Actually, this feeds right into what I wanted to say. So we're going to be doing the Tuesday news day, And then after that, we need something to talk about. So here's the deal, guys. If um, if you've been watching something, you've been listening to something, you've been reading something and you're like, listen, you know what you should be talking about? Talk about this thing. Send it over. If you have a reading assignment for us, I just gave Andrew Danger Street. But if you are like, no, 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 no. I got what you're reading. The assignment should be send it over if you're a creator you made something you wrote a comic you filmed a pilot you made a films anything like that you want us to look at it you want us to talk about it you want us to send people over send it over to us all right we will give it some shout out give it some love give it some critique and send people your way uh we love doing that those um those are those are usually some of the best other than that that's uh that's pretty much it. Yeah, right. That's it. it. There it is. Boom. We did it. There we wasn't a thing. thing. There wasn't a thing before. And now there's a thing. Now there's a thing. That's how easy it is. So easy to go make a thing, guys. It's so easy. So if you if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, beast, <laughs> wow, oh wow, it. these two idiots did it. <laughs> oh wow, I can do that. I can go make a thing. Absolutely, you can go I make could a make thing. Make a thing. Oh wow, I should go make it. Like. Like we should like go make a thing Like like, oh wow You want to make a thing? Yeah Wow Like I've been thinking like we th- Like everybody makes things Like we could make things you know Wow oh. A thing Anyway uh, <laughs> There see I mean listen We just did that Yeah Alright so yeah. You could easily make something else Alright yeah. so go make a thing That's it that's all I got I'm, I'm finished with this I'm going to tell you that I'm leaving the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, everybody, if
0: you're still listening, you know what? Happy early birthday. It's your birthday in a few days. Happy birthday. Go, uh, go get a nice ice cream cake and then get a gun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You should get an ice cream cake in the shape of a gun. And a gun cake in the shape of an ice cream. (laughs) And a gun in the shape of an ice cream. Or just take an ice cream cone and put some bullets in it. There you go. Let them jingle around for a little bit. (laughs) How many people do you think? I feel like that gun would have to, that gun. I feel like that gun shop would have to have a sign of like, please no ice cream in the store. Like, that (laughs) has to be a problem. Do you think
0: the ice cream shop has a please no guns in the store?
1: No. Nah. No, because this is America. not New Jersey, this is America. Oh, it's in New Jersey. <laughs> of course it is. It's down the street from me Way to bury the lead. Oh, my God. It's literally oh like a few blocks
0: away from me. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Do you think the ice cream shop is there for people who are buying guns? Oh, yeah. Like, is that their customer? Someone's like, Oh man, I need to buy a gun and then they're like, Which one should I go to? And they're like, There's an ice cream shop right
1: there's an ice cream shop next to it, that's <laughs> fine. Oh for sure. I'm sure people are that when they were choosing that location, they were like, You know what? This'll be this is the perfect pairing. I mean people go out, they wake up on their weekend, it's a sad, beautiful Saturday morning, they're like, Ah, oh! Let's get out of the house. What should we do? What do you want to do today? <laughs> do you want to go, go to the park?
0: Nah. I don't you know, know about that. We could
1: go to the movies. There's uh, nothing really movie. plain That's that really I want out. to see. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Let's go buy a gun. <laughs> and then <laughs> like, they buy the gun and they're walking out and they're all happy. And, and then like, get some mm, chunky monkeys. This is amazing Saturday, isn't it? This is just magical. You want some ice cream? That would just make it the perfect day. You guys want some cherry Garcia? <laughs> you want to get some tin roof Sunday? Do you think the flavors in there are all gun-related? I hope so. Glocky Road. Oh, that's it, everybody. There it is. (laughs) Worth it. Worth the hour and a half of this entire episode for that one joke. That's it. Oh, my gosh. That is it. It, it, That is the quintessential right there. Amazing. Moose Gats. No, you just ruined it. Son of a bitch. I don't like that one. It's not as good. I'm trying to think of another one. No, stop! You stop! You ruined this. You ruined it. We had the perfect ending, and you tanked it. I don't know guns. <laughs> I can't think of anything
0: else. All right, let's What's be- a gun? What? <laughs> not, not what's a gun. Well, I'll tell you what. What are you doing Saturday? Yeah. I'll show you. <laughs>